You have it tuned to the Colgate Raider Report. This is Eric Malinowski. Glad to be with you and very glad for the first time this season to be talking to third-year Colgate field hockey head coach April Cornell. First of all, Coach, congrats on the first win of the season in game number two has to feel good. It was great. It was a great victory for the team. And, you know, scoring four goals against St. Louis, who we have not beat in the past two years, was a really great feeling for our team and great way to kick off the season. Yeah, Coach, after falling down one nothing early, how did the team turn it around and dominate the action en route to that 4-1 victory that you mentioned? It comes down to the, the mental toughness, that aspect of our game is really important and knowing and, and being confident in our abilities. So the team was absolutely, you know, confident stepping out on the field and really just trusted what our game plan was. And so we just stuck to it and continued to play really hard. And the biggest part too is also execution. You know, we capitalized on our opportunities, which was awesome to see. Coach, discuss Taylor Casamassa's performance against the Billikens where she put up four points. Yeah, Taylor had a fantastic game, and I think she's been really working hard in the offseason to prepare, and, you know, she's a great leader for the team. She really, you know, has a lot of technical skill, but most importantly, you know, she's not a selfish player. She loves to distribute. She loves looking for those assists for her teammates, too, so that's a great type of person to have in the midfield, but she also can do it herself. If she needs to, she can you know, take the ball up the field and get shots on goal and execute in, inside the attacking circle too. So she's a very well-rounded player for us. I'm chatting with April Cornell, Colgate Field Hockey Coach on the Colgate Raider Report podcast. Mari Nizuski with her first collegiate goal against the Billikens. Describe it for us, Coach. I was so excited for Mari. She's a really talented player. She's playing in the midfield for us as well. We made a change with our corners and added her into a tipping position, and I think she's got a great eye for the ball. So it was something new that we wanted to try out and get her in that position. So on one of our penalty corners, she was able to get in the right position and get a touch on it. And even it was a lifted ball. It came off a defender's stick. So having a great eye and really just being really determined, too. She had some other opportunities in the game that didn't you know, necessarily go her way and capitalize on those goals. So she made sure she finished out on the time frame. Coming into this season, Coach, what are your expectations for Mari and the rest of the freshmen? pretty big expectations. You know, I've gotten to know these players really well over the years and seeing them grow and develop in high school. So now it's, you know, the division one level. And, you know, I think a lot of them have competed at a really high level and can step in and make immediate impact. Mari certainly comes from a great club, great high school team in Pennsylvania. She's ready to step on the field. She's a very confident player as well as, you know, Emily Ness and Rebecca Hans and a lot of our first year players. They're confident, and I love that about them. They're just coming in, contributing to the team in whatever way they possibly can. They're great team players, and it just brings a new excitement to the program, knowing that we have first years that can come in and step into those roles immediately. Since this is the first time I've talked to you this season, tell us what fans should expect this year from the Colgate offense and defense. So this year, I think our team has a lot of depth. We have a lot of talent in all different areas. So as you saw from our St. Louis game, there was, you know, four different goal scorers in that game, and we want to attack, attack, attack. So our philosophy this year is definitely attacking with speed, creating a lot of dangerous play, you know, executing on that. I think one of the things that we worked on from our first game against Central Michigan going into St. Louis was 
making those final connections. We had a lot of opportunities in that game where, you know, the ball was in our attacking third and we just weren't connecting. So it was finding those last little advantages to make our final connections and finish with goals. Um, For the attacking side, it's going to be a really up-tempo style of play, utilizing a lot of different players and substituting quite a bit because we have a lot of depth in that area. And in the backfield, the main focus for us is composure and poise. So just being really confident around the ball, being able to dictate the play a lot, make really good possession passes and and maintain our possession out of the backfield. Any rule changes that were implemented that the fans should be aware of or the game stays the same? Yeah, so something new this year is we have quarters. It's been really fun so far. The team enjoys it. So it's four 15-minute quarters between the first and second quarter. There's a two-minute break in between, and then also between the third and fourth quarter, there's a two-minute break. That's something that's new, but it also, for us and a lot of other teams, it just makes the game flow and that much faster because you, you have more breaks throughout the game. Open up the season, Coach, with a 4-1 loss to Central Michigan. What do you think the difference was in that one? I think the biggest difference for us, you know, i got to credit Central Michigan. They came out with a ton of energy and intensity and playing with that much emotion. We strayed from our game plan was the biggest thing is we got to stay mentally focused and be confident in our abilities. And I think being in that kind of environment where they're just really amped tons of energy you know we've got to play our steady consistent type of game and still be able to play a fast-paced game an up-tempo style game so you know I think the biggest thing was not worrying about somebody else's style and game plan it's just really being confident in our abilities and our game plan because we absolutely had a lot of chances you know like I mentioned before we didn't show a lot of shots on goal which is something we needed to focus on for the next game and we definitely I think we tripled or quadrupled that with a number of shots on goal, but we had our opportunities. We weren't fully executing and taking advantage of those opportunities. This is the Colgate Raider Report podcast as I'm talking with field hockey head coach April Cornell. Coach, preview the Lockhaven matchup. Colgate looking to beat the Bald Eagles for the first time since 04. Yeah, we're certainly really excited to have them for our home opener and on our, our new field. It's the place where we're we're really comfortable and confident. The Lockhaven team always gives us a really tough match. They generally have a lot of speed. And they have some talented players. And our biggest thing here at home is coming out and taking advantage early in the game, really capitalizing on our quick attack, focusing on getting some early shots and early goals against them, and then consistency and, and steadiness throughout the game and really making sure we're organized on defense, we're communicating really well, I think that really can lead to a victory for us if we just maintain our consistency throughout the entire game. And you alluded to the fact that this game will be played at a new and improved Tyler's Field. Please explain, Coach, why it is new and improved, and you must be very excited about these improvements. Yeah, the field is wonderful. It's a fantastic surface. It's very consistent. It's a European company that came in and they actually installed a turf over in Europe for the World Cup back in 2014. They also installed a watering system that is automatic and it's a 16-minute cycle, so it saves us a tremendous amount of time. And also the field stays really consistent because it stays wet, holds the water, and stays saturated for the entire game, which 
it just makes it a really great surface for us to play on, but also our training sessions. Our training sessions have been really consistent. We know what to expect. We're really excited to be able to play at home. And I think we have a lot of home games, 11 home games this year, which is great to have that many on our new turf. Yeah. What do you think of Colgate's overall schedule this year, coach? Good. I'm really happy. We have a lot of balance. We have some teams that definitely will challenge us. We added Syracuse to our schedule this year. We play Albany again, who's some great competition um, for us. And they're, they're both home games for us. We also also have some new teams coming in. Towson is playing us here at home. I think we have some great games that are going to give us some opportunity for wins and also prepare us for the Patriot League, which we're looking to make our mark here in the Patriot League this year. What are your expectations from the other Patriot League opponents? Who do you think is going to be really tough this year? I know BU is definitely going to be really tough. I mean, they just had a really close match with Ohio State. You know, I've been following a lot of the other teams. American has had some good outcomes opening weekend all the Patriot League teams this year I think had had some really strong opening weekends um, a lot of success I know Lehigh got a win American got a win in the opening so we have some really good competition this year in the Patriot League and it's a great thing for our league because that's something we've been building on it's just not just one team being a standout, everybody raising the bar and raising the level to make it a really competitive league. Hard to believe, Coach, that this is already year number three. It seems like you and I talked for the first time just yesterday, but here you are, year number three. <laughs> Do you have specific goals for year number three? Yeah, this year we definitely as a team have really specific goals in the Patriot League to make sure we're getting several Patriot League wins this year and even get into contention and getting into the tournament. I think that'll be something that's definitely achievable this year for our team. You know, I think the consistency is going to be the important thing of showing up every day, putting in the hard work and getting better every day. I always enjoy our talks. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you being on the show. Thanks, Eric. I appreciate it. Thank you so much to April Cornell. Now we're going to be talking to one of our star players, Katie Anderson. Katie, first of all, congrats on the win against St. Louis. What do you think led to the 4-1 win? The 4-1 win was really exciting for our team. We came out in our opener with a disappointing loss to CMU and then we made the necessary adjustments to come out dominating and win by a margin that we haven't seen at least in um, the past two years for our program having four different goal scorers and just really seeing really exciting moments for our attack. Colgate hasn't beaten Lockhaven since 2004. How bad does the team want this one? We're definitely really excited for our home opener against Lockhaven on Friday. They're definitely a talented team, but we've competed with them in the past. I know two years ago when we played them at home, it was a really close game. And we're definitely really hungry for the win this Friday. We've been working really hard all week, both on our attack and defense, to come out strong. I've heard so much, Katie, about the new and improved Tyler's Field. How's it look? That's beautiful. We love it so much. Not only is it a new turf, but we also have a completely highly sophisticated water system and the scenes. They're all put together, not spreading apart so the ball stays nice and flat and gives her a really good game of play. How crucial was getting playing time as a freshman to your development in this program? I definitely think that game experience is really key, especially coming in. There was a unique situation um, coming in just because we have been a, a younger team. Last year we had no seniors. So I definitely think learning throughout the process, getting that game experience is key to then being an experienced player down the line and then leading. Since your parents both went there, was it Colgate all the way? Did you know from an early age that you'd be a part of the Raiders program? I actually didn't. Even though both my parents came here, they were super supportive and didn't push me to 
look at any types of schools. Coming from a nearby town, I actually wanted to go a little bit farther away for school. But I guess if it's the right fit, both athletically and academically, then I couldn't really ignore that. Did you have to lobby for the number five to wear the same number your mom wore, or was it available when you got to Colgate? (laughs) It actually just happened to be on the choice of numbers. I actually told her that I wouldn't pick it, and then um, I did. I kind of surprised her. So it's definitely really cool to be a part of that tradition and, and have that in common with my mom. Who's the better Colgate field hockey player, you or your mom, Katie? I really don't know the answer to that. Um, I think the game has has changed definitely a lot since she played in the mid-1980s. Definitely a lot of rule changes, and even the surface, our new field, AstroTurf, is a completely different surface and really changes the game as compared to grass. So I'd like to think we're equal in caliber but have different playing experiences. (laughs) Dad play anything at Colgate, or was he busy hitting the books? Yeah, um, he supported my mom. He came to her games. But yeah, I think he spent a lot of time studying. I met a lot of his friends, actually. Both my parents came up for alumni weekend, and I met a bunch of their friends that they went to school with. It was really cool, again, to just be a part of that tradition. Only about an hour away in Green, New York, the downtown of Green where people park in the middle, Katie. Other than that eccentric (laughs) trait, it looks like a nice downtown area and a nice place to grow up. Tell us a little bit about Green. Yeah, it's definitely a great place to grow up. There's a huge sense of community that I see mirrored in Hamilton, New York. And there's definitely things I miss about it. I miss my family. But given that it's only an hour away, it's really nice. It feels farther when I'm up the hill studying. And it is nice, though, when my family can come to all my games, especially when they're home. How challenging is biology as a major at Colgate? It's definitely difficult, but it's manageable. You just have to be able to balance laboratory periods with practice. And if you really enjoy it, which I do, obviously, because I chose it, it kind of doesn't feel like it's difficult. I want to put in the work to learn everything about it. Let's talk about the NFHCA Scholar of Distinction that you received both in 2017 and 2018. What is that? Explain that to the listeners, Katie. Yeah, I think it's just a, a national list of field hockey players across the country that uphold a certain GPA. I think it's above a 3-9 within their competitive fall season. I'm definitely honored to be a part of that list. It's definitely really cool to be able to commit to academics at a place like Colgate while also having a full commitment to athletics. And I think that is made possible by the support from our awesome staff here, uh, my teammates, coaches. They really allow for that academic-athletic balance. The academic achievements, just staggering, Katie. What do you think has led to your academic success? What's your formula for success in the classroom here at Colgate? I know people probably answer this a lot, but I think it all comes down to time management and just staying organized, um, really prioritizing the assignments that you have to get done in those increments of time surrounding other commitments, picking classes that you're interested in. And like I said before, the success just kind of comes from that avenue of interest. 
Katie, great catching up with you. Thank you so much for your time and best of luck against Lockhaven and for the rest of the season. Thanks, Katie. Thanks so much for having me. That is one of the standouts of the Colgate Field Hockey Program, Katie Anderson on the Colgate Raider Report podcast. This is Eric Malinowski for the Colgate Raider Report podcast. Very glad to be talking cross country and joining me now is Luke Burdick, Colgate University Associate Head Coach of Cross Country and Track and Field. The cross country season coach kicks off this weekend. Discuss the preparation for the Colgate cross-country teams heading in to their first competition on Saturday. Well, so far, prep's gone pretty well. We've been up on the course a couple of times and gotten a workout in up there, so there won't be any uh, surprises for any of the first years, hopefully. And uh, right now, we're doing a lot of aerobic and base training, so really for this weekend, we just want to be up there and put on a good show for the uh, local fans and the uh, be on the home course there. And who is coming to Hamilton this weekend to compete against the Raiders? Yeah, it's actually a pretty good field this year. We'll have uh, Syracuse coming down, as they do every year. Navy will come up from Annapolis. Uh, we'll have Bucknell. Binghamton, Buffalo's possibility for coming out still. Not quite sure on that one just yet, but yeah, it's going to be a great field for us, definitely. Tell us about the course. Tell us a little bit about the Harry H. Lane cross-country course in Hamilton. Yeah, it's got a lot of character. A lot of the courses now are basically grass tracks where you just you want to make the times as fast as possible because that's what pulls the coaches in. They want to see everybody running PRs and things like that. Our course is very much anti that. It's a true traditional cross-country course, lots of hills. You're going to see some mud, some tight turns, things like that. So it really favors the technicians of the sport, definitely. What's it like kicking the season off at home, Coach? Well, we've done it for as long as I've been here, so it's really good. I mean, we don't have to travel, which is great for the kids as they get settled in for the uh, semester um, and as they start up classes and things like that. So uh, for us to be able to do it on the home course and get some friends and get the track team up there cheering us on, Um, It's really a great way to start the season, and uh, hopefully it sets the tone for us the rest of the year, too. Talking to Luke Burdick, Colgate University Associate Head Coach of Cross Country and Track and Field. What about for you, Coach? Since it is home, do you have more responsibilities, or do you just show up and coach? Uh, Yeah, there's definitely more responsibilities. With me, the biggest thing is actually the physical setup and layout of the courses. There's a lot of trails up there, so my responsibility would be to make sure everybody's on the correct trails uh, at the right time. So making sure we have folks that are changing the flags appropriately and uh, sending the uh, runners in the right direction, things like that. But aside from that, I can do that pretty much the day before. And then day of, it's all focused on the athletes and uh, trying to get everybody to perform at their best, definitely. When does the race kick off Saturday, Coach? So the women will go off at 11:30, and the men will go off at 12:15. The schedule looks pretty much the same, but tell us about how did the Yellow Jacket Invitational in Rochester come about, Coach? I believe the first time the cross-country teams have competed there since 2015. Yeah, that's right. Really, it was more of a situation where we like to work our races in every other week. Usually, the Buffalo meet, which we've typically done in the past, it falls on that week for us. But this year, unfortunately, it's the week before, as is Rochester, you may have noticed. But the biggest difference between those two meets is one was on a Friday and one was on a Saturday. And uh, we just couldn't really bring ourselves to pull kids out of class that early in the season, especially when they're just kind of getting started with the academic calendar. So for that reason, we decided to go with Rochester so that we didn't have that Friday meet. We could just travel out there Saturday, come back Saturday, and it's a little bit less stress on our student-athletes that way. Patriot League Championships in Hamilton this year. That has to be exciting, Coach. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, having the home course is a big advantage for us. Uh, we'll be able to train all year, uh, really get used to each turn, each hill, and things like that. And, of course, having a great crowd is going to be very helpful for us, too. So definitely excited for that. How does that work, Coach, at the Patriot League Championships this year in Hamilton? Is that a rotation? Yeah, we have four schools that it rotates through. This is our time up, and uh, every chance we get to host it, we're excited to do it, definitely. But it, it varies between Lafayette, Lehigh, and Bucknell now. And then uh, every four years, we get our chance. Well, I looked at the rosters, Coach, and I noticed that a different makeup in the two squads, men with six senior, two freshmen, women with three seniors, five freshmen. Since there is a different dichotomy, Coach, does that mean a different approach? Yeah, definitely. With the men's team, we bring all five back from our uh, championship phase of the season last year, so I can definitely be a little bit more aggressive with them in terms of what the training is and what I expect from them and uh, how high their expectations are. And uh, with the women's team, we have Vicky Martinez coming back as a senior who will lead us as a captain. She's been our best runner ever since she set foot on campus here, so she'll be great to have. But also in the top five, it looks like we're going to have three first years uh, based off of some of the testing we've done so far. So with a team that's a bit younger like that, I'll have to be a little bit more measured as far as my expectations and bring them along hopefully a little bit more uh, conservatively to ensure that everyone stays healthy and uh, they make the switch from high school running to college running, which can be tough for some folks. You mentioned Vicky Martinez, Coach, but give us more names from the women's and men's teams. Who are Colgate fans going to hear a lot about this year? Two athletes that I'm really excited about on the women's end are Abby Mellican and uh, Claire Short. They've shown they have really great fitness at this point, and they're both very young. So two first years that could make a name for themselves early here would be those two. On the men's end, we're so deep with uh, talent, but someone that might be a surprise to a few folks would be Brian LaFlesh. He's had to battle a few injury issues in the past, but if I can keep him healthy, he's going to be a beast. So I'm really excited about that. But uh, our two leaders, Vicky Martinez and Luke Myers, those are the folks that are really going to be the ones that have the most influence influence on how the how the uh, season goes for us so those are probably the two major names one last question for you coach you've been involved in this sport a long long time has it changed at all whether the student athlete has changed or the sport has changed since you started coaching to now is there any noticeable changes how the sport has evolved well aside from training principles i mean really no uh and that's one of the things i really like about the sport is it's very universal in track and field if you run a four minute mile you run a four minute mile if you're on the cross-country course uh you know you're competing against everybody on the same exact stage, whether it's one team on one team or one team against 30 other teams, depending on the invitational. And one of the things that I really like about the sport is that universality. There's no rankings. There's no BPI. There's no none of that. So, you know, you show up on that day and you race and whoever's the best at the end of the day, that's who's going to be number one. And that's something I don't think will ever change with our sport. And that's one of the things that I really like about it. Thank you so much, coach. Best of luck at home this weekend and for the entire season. Great. Thank you so much, Eric. I appreciate it. That once again is Luke Burdick, Colgate University Associate Head Coach of Cross Country and Track and Field on the Colgate Raider Report Podcast. This is Eric Malinowski on the Colgate Raider Report Podcast. Very glad to be talking to Vicki Martinez of the Colgate Cross Country team. And first of all, Vicki, how is it to start the season off at home at your home course in Hamilton, New York? What's that feel like? It's an amazing feeling because we'll actually be racing here later for our Patriot League championship so that's super exciting we got to run the course today we know what to expect we know the hills where we can catch people so that's definitely an advantage it would be great any year that you got to host the patriot league championship but i have to think it's extra special that you get to do it as a senior vicky yes i'm so happy i can 
run the course one more time this year, especially as a senior, as you were saying. I love the course, and I think it'll be great to host this year. You just mentioned your love for the home course, but is there anything you would change? It's a love-hate relationship. I do really love the course. I tend to run really well there because of the hills, but... I'm not a huge fan of the hills, but that that would be the one thing I would want to change. (laughs) What did you do in the off-season to get ready for your senior campaign? This summer, I was running a ton of mileage, doing a bunch of doubles. A ton of times people ask me, like, what does that mean if I'm doing a double? Which means I'll wake up in the morning, go for a run, then go to work, and then I'll do another run. And so it never ends. And then Saturday mornings, I would wake up and then get ready for my hour 45 long run and then just run a ton. That's what I did this summer. I'm very interested about the doubles. Did you do the same mileage at the same pace, both morning and when you would run after work, or did you divvy it up? Tell me more about the doubles. So I would run my morning doubles. So that was the ones I was doing before work were 35 minutes. So you get in like four plus miles. And then the one later in the evening, I would go at the same pace, but those were longer. Those were like 70 minute runs. It's kind of a nice way to end my day, I guess, with those longer runs. (laughs) Did you do that every day? Did you at least take one day off, Vicky? Towards the beginning of training, summer training, I would do them twice a week. And then towards the end, we were doing them like three times a week. I do take one day off. I love taking my days off, Sundays to rest up. I also love to cross train. So I love like swimming or doing like other activities like biking and things like that. So yeah, I love to run. (laughs) Three seniors on the women's cross country team and a lot of freshmen. It must be an interesting dynamic. Honestly, it's a different dynamic because we've we've never had such a big incoming class. We have seven freshman girls on the team and I'm so happy that we have them. Like all of them are amazing girls. Some have just like stepped right in, stepped right up. We had a time trial. They literally just like showed us what they got and super excited. They'll fill in the spots of seniors that graduated last year like it's nothing. Now I know we have the cross country season right now Vicky but what do you like better? What's your preference cross country or track and field? Oh that's tough that's tough. Um, I love cross country. Love it. I think I'm, be- I'm better at the track so I, th- I think I'd have to go track. How did Fox Lane High School prepare you for Colgate? Not only competing as a division one athlete but also in the classroom as well for track i guess for cross country my high school coach fox lane we were very big on mileage and so when i came to colgate i wasn't too shocked at like the amount of mileage that i was going to be doing it was kind of like i feel like some people struggle with that with that transition of doing so much mileage but fox lane really prepared me well shout out to my high school coach coach decina and coach patrillo i love them (laughs) and then in the classroom fox lane is such a competitive academic school like high school for being like a public school so i was like constantly competing academically with classmates to see who would get that five on that ap so i am forever grateful for fox lane high school what was it about colgate that made this a perfect fit for you looking back at senior year of high school i applied regular to a bunch of schools wasn't really reaching out to coaches i knew that i wanted to go to a school that like for academics i wasn't really looking at going to school to run. That was never something I wanted to do. And then I got to campus, absolutely fell in love with the campus here at Colgate. And then I reached out to Coach Burdick, and he had me in his office that same very day. And um, I knew this was the program for me. Congratulations on being named to the 2018-2019 Patriot League Academic Honor Roll. What was your reaction when you found out that news? Oh, I was so happy. That's always something to look forward to. It's always 
a nice little award to have, I guess. <laughs> How have you evolved as a student at Colgate from freshman year to now? Freshman year, it's so new. You kind of have to like learn your way through college. And I was so grateful for my teammates at the time. Everyone on the Colgate track team, they're all like, everyone's so studious. They would always help me if I ever had any questions. They like guided me through like what courses I should take. There was a senior on the team when I was a freshman and I even talk to her now and she's always like helping me with like academic choices. She's like, oh, you should do this or that. But freshman year was a little tough because there was like that transition where you don't, you have so much more time. But then every year it's like gotten easier and easier to like know how to become more like self-reliant and like know when you should be like studying a little more on one subject or like spending a little more time on like doing something else. So that's definitely how I've grown, just like knowing how to manage my time better. I know you just started your senior season, but since we are talking now, I might as well ask Vicki, do you know what you're going to do after graduation or is that still a work in progress? So that is still a work in progress. I was actually an interpreter at um, a healthcare clinic this summer and I absolutely loved doing it. I loved working at this free clinic. There was actually a nurse practitioner and she was like, you should definitely look at going at becoming a nurse practitioner. So that might be something I'm uh, leaning towards that I can see down my career path. Vicki, it was a great time talking to you. Thank you so much. Best of luck this weekend and best of luck throughout the season. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. That is senior standout for the Colgate cross country team, Vicki Martinez on the Colgate Raider Report podcast. We're talking cross country on the Colgate Raider Report podcast. Very happy to be talking to Luke Myers, one of the standouts for the men's cross country team here at Colgate University. Luke, how excited are you for the senior season to start? I'm really excited. All of the guys on the team have been chomping at the bit all summer, and uh, we're looking forward to getting out there on Saturday. What's it like to be on a team where there's so much senior experience? There must be a lot of leadership on the team. I think the biggest thing for us is the biggest stages of the year, um, Patriot League championships, NCAA regionals. All of the guys in position to contribute for us have been on that stage before. So I think the experience definitely is going to come in handy, and it's going to be useful, too, in developing the younger guys and getting them ready to be on that stage, too. How important is it to prepare the younger guys to take over after you guys leave? Oh, it's super important, especially this year with a very senior-heavy team. Obviously, we're focused on this fall and having the best season we can, but in the back of our minds, too, we know that we're not going to be here next year, and we want the program to succeed after we're gone. And so definitely a focus for us is making sure we get the younger guys into good habits and um, show them the ropes and definitely expose them to that level of competition that we want to be at. Do you like starting the season at home, Luke? And if so, why? Oh, it's great. We really enjoy it, especially for the first meet of the year. It's nice to have that familiarity being on a home course and also sort of having that home field advantage of knowing, you know, every pebble, every uh, part of those trails. We're excited to have a lot of Patriot League competition at our home meet, so it'll be a nice measuring stick to get to see where we're at at this point in the year. What do you like about the Harry H. Lane cross-country course, and is there anything that you would change about the course if you could, Luke? Well, it's a difficult course, uh, very hilly. Anybody who knows the Colgate campus knows that it's uh, hills all over the place, um, which is good for us because we can train up there and we can get used to it as opposed to other teams in the league, other teams that we'll be competing against. We'll be seeing it for the first time. The familiarity aspect definitely is big and knowing those hills is a big advantage for us. 
compared to everybody else who doesn't know those hills as well as we do. What's it going to be like having the Patriot League Championships also at the Harry H. Lane Cross Country Course? It'll be that same sort of dynamic where we have the advantage. It's going to be really fun to see the entire league out there on our course. So we're definitely excited just to host and hopefully we can get an advantage out of those hills and have the best season that we've had, best finish there that we've had in a few years. What was your off-season focus? For me, a big emphasis was logging a lot of miles, really like developing my aerobic base. As a more of a speed-based runner, my weakness is sort of being able to run for a long time. I can run fast, but not necessarily for a long time. So that my point of emphasis was developing that sort of distance ability. So a lot of miles made it up to 100 miles in a week this summer. It was a grind, but I really enjoyed it, and hopefully it'll pay off this year. Let's talk about your success in the classroom. Three-time Patriot League academic honor roll. What is the key to success for you being a successful student-athlete, Luke? I think a big part of it is surrounding myself with great people who are also academically focused. I think that's one of the the greatest parts of the cross-country team is that we're all students as well as athletes, and we understand that success in the classroom is it's important to all of us. Every Sunday in the library, we'll have study rooms where we're all working together and we're all focused on cross-country and academics. And I think just sort of keeping myself in that environment has really been beneficial. I'm talking to senior Luke Myers on the Colgate Raider Report podcast. Why political science? Why was that the major that you chose here at Colgate? It's been interesting studying political science in this day and age um, in America. I've always had a passion for leadership and sort of bringing communities together to make life better for people. And I think political science is an avenue where I can sort of pursue those passions of mine. We'll see what I end up doing with it, but I've really enjoyed studying that so far. Any post-graduation plans yet? I think I'm going to apply to law school. Depending on how that turns out, I'll either then matriculate to law school or or find a job working in public service somewhere. What's your preference? Is it cross-country or is it track? I've been a track guy all the way. I started running track before I ran cross-country, and I've always been more of an 800-meter type. Definitely track. Cross-country has grown on me a lot, and I'm looking forward to the year, but definitely when I get back into the track season in December, that's when I get really excited to run fast. Why did you pick Colgate, Luke? I think really just that elite combination of academics and athletics. I was looking for a small, intimate liberal arts experience, and Colgate definitely offers that as well as, um, you know, nationally, national caliber athletics, which that combination is hard to beat, honestly. Great stuff, Luke. Have a fantastic season. Thanks for having me. That's Luke Myers representing the Colgate men's cross-country team. This is Eric Malinowski. Very glad to be talking golf now on the Colgate Raider Report podcast. And I'm joined by one of the star golfers for the Colgate Raiders, Ryan Skay. First of all, Ryan, do you feel like a senior yet? Has it dawned on you yet that you're actually a senior at Colgate University? Yeah, no, you know, it's crazy. Um, These past three years have gone by so quick. It feels like yesterday when we first came in for orientation, but, you know, it's been a great ride so far. We're really excited for our senior year. Before we talk athletics, let's start talking academics. Why economics? Why did you pick that as a major, Ryan? You know, I, I thought it was really interesting at first. Coming into Colgate, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but um, over the over the course of the first two years, getting to know which classes I liked and which ones I didn't, I thought economics was the best fit for me. And I know you're concentrating on the Colgate season at hand, but have you given any thought to what you're going to do after you graduate from Colgate University? Yeah, this summer I've played real well, and as of now it looks like I'm going to take my chances with it and continue with golf and, and see what I can do on the pro circuit and try to go to Corn Ferry qualifying next year, 
So I'm really excited for that and going to work real hard to get better this year. Yeah, and what do you feel improved during the summer, Ryan? You said you played really well during the summer. What do you feel improved or what were you working on during the summer months? Mostly the mental side of things. Uh, you know, it's once you get to a certain level, hitting the ball straight and solid doesn't really do much because everyone else can do the same thing. So, so once you get to conquer the mental side, it's really a whole nother level. What was it like when you found out that you were named to the All-Patriot League first team and you were Colgate MVP for 2018-2019? Yeah, it was awesome. I I really enjoyed last year. Uh, Everyone worked really hard. Hopefully that hard work from last year pays off this year. What is it like playing at your home course? That's where you guys are going to kick off the season. You know, I think playing at home is a huge advantage for us since we, we know the course so well. We're going to set up the course in a way that everyone's going to be able to, to score their best. It's in great shape right now. Our greenskeeper, John, is, is doing an awesome job with the course, especially getting it back into great shape because uh, last year it was it definitely hurt from the winter, but we're really excited to get out there. I took a look at the schedule, Ryan, and I noticed Colorado. You guys have a tournament in Colorado. Have you ever golfed there before? I've never been out there, no. So that's going to be a huge trip for us. There's a lot of great teams showing up. Uh, We're all really, really excited to get out there, and uh, everyone's working hard because everyone wants to travel that week, that's for sure. Why Colgate University? Why four years ago did you pick Colgate, Ryan? I wanted to mix athletics and academics, and Colgate, I know, is a great school with great connections, and I couldn't be any happier with the choice that I made. No, and I think Don Bosco Prep, I got to be honest, Ryan, I think football. So how good is their golf program at Don Bosco? Don Bosco is a great golf program. I was super lucky to have an awesome coach when I was there for my four years. Uh, He really helped with my game. And I know it's known for its football program, but a lot of other sports there fly under the radar and golf is definitely one of them. And great academics as well, right? You must have felt very prepared coming into Colgate. Oh yeah, Don Bosco did a great job at preparing me for college and I couldn't thank my teachers and and the staff at Don Bosco enough for for what they did for me. And how has the coaching staff and the other golfers at Colgate helped you become a better golfer over the last four years? Well, Coach Keith has has done an unbelievable job with me individually and the team. He's works every single day trying to make our lives easier and and try to make our golf games better and just being able to learn from other guys on the team is awesome ryan it was great chatting with you thank you so much best of luck this season thanks a lot for having me eric that is colgate golfer ryan skay now it's time to talk to alejo soto also of the colgate golf team and alejo first of all do you feel like a senior honestly not at all these past years have gone by way way too fast but you know i'm just hoping to make the most out of this year and hopefully just goes by as slow as possible. Is it a bittersweet feeling going into your last season of golf here at Colgate? Definitely it's bittersweet. I mean, everything good comes to an end. These past three years have been amazing, and the team has developed each and every year. I really think that this team is as talented as it's probably ever been. We've got three new freshmen who are who are very talented and have a lot of game. I'm just really excited to, to just compete this year, and yeah, it's, it's our last home event, but just kind of hopefully go out with a bang. What is it like playing at home? Playing at home is great. I think we always have a you know a decent amount of people to come out and watch. I always feel like we have a really good chance to win, and we haven't won an event in a few years now. So you know it'd be great to get it done this weekend. I just talked to Ryan Skay, and as you mentioned, Leho, so many talented golfers with Colgate. 
How has that competition within pushed you to become a better golfer over the years? You learn a little bit from every player. Week in, week out, we play with different kids on the team, and they all have strengths that you can learn from. I think for me, I've learned a lot from different players, and one of the big things is kind of the mental side of it. I've learned from a lot from Ryan Skay. He's obviously very talented, but he's one of the most confident players out there, and I think that that's something that I've kind of needed and kind of have been able to develop over the years. But, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to learn things from the new guys this year as well. Do you have any specific individual goals hanging into your senior season? So one thing that I've I've been able to do over – every year is is lower my scoring average uh every season and so that's kind of the, maybe the, the main goal and it would be great to even lower it between the fall and spring i'd say that's my my number one goal and also i i would just love to win a, an event which i haven't been able to do yet i've been close but i've always had one or two rounds that kind of kept me from doing it but those two are kind of the top ones how tough is it in golf alejo the consistency factor like you said you may have a round there that doesn't go your way how tough is it to be consistent day in day out yeah i know that's that's one of the toughest things about golf for sure i think what you got to do though is you know if you do have one bad hole or one bad swing you just kind of have to look back at you know how many hours you've put into it everyone hits bad shots but everyone hits good shots, so, you know, if you hit a bad shot, it's not the end of the world. You just have to keep moving on, and even in your good rounds, you're going to have bad shots. So that's just kind of what I look to, just, you know, the, the hours that I've put in and the practice I've put in. What attracted you to Colgate? Why did you decide to come to Hamilton, New York? I definitely wanted to play golf. I wanted to contribute to the team. I also wanted to go to school with great academics, and Colgate provided that. I didn't want to, you know, put in four years of hard work in high school. <laughs> and not go to school with good academics. The same went with golf, so I'm just happy that Colgate has been able to provide that for me. I saw that in high school, Leho, you have a soccer background. Do you ever think about pursuing soccer collegiately, or was it golf all the way? So being from Columbia, I grew up playing soccer, and you know I, I loved soccer. I, I still do, and there's definitely a point where I kind of thought like I wanted to you know, even become a professional soccer player. But then my dad introduced me to golf, and I fell in love with golf. I don't know, the fact that you're just alone out there, and you don't have anyone to blame. So eventually I had to you know, kind of make the hard decision to pick one, and I chose golf, and I don't regret it at all. I saw in your bio that you were born in Columbia, so tell us about you mm-hmm. growing up. How long did you live there? When did you come over to the States? How was it growing up in Columbia? Just tell the listeners out there about that experience. So I lived there for four years. I mean, I'm fluent in Spanish, so I was able to develop Spanish. My family goes back every year to kind of visit family and friends. I love being from there because it's just such a different culture. And just going back like and seeing your, your friends and family, it's it's always great. And I don't know, but the the different culture is kind of the main thing. You just realize that, you know, you kind of sometimes get into your into your own bubble up in the Northeast, but... There's so much more to the world, I guess. But yeah, I'm just fortunate to be able to go back every year. Let's talk about your experience in the classroom at Colgate University. Why did you select the major economics? What attracted you to that, Alejo? I wanted to go into business, and Colgate didn't have a business school, so that was kind of the closest thing to it. And business and golf go together really well, and so far it's it's been tough. But um, I've really enjoyed it. Any future plans, Alejo? I know you're concentrating on your senior year and the golf campaign ahead, but you think about what's going to happen after graduation? I actually talked to Ryan about this. I also am thinking of 
playing golf after school for a couple of years and giving it a try. And this this past summer, I kind of really focused on playing. I feel like I'm playing the best golf I've ever played. And I mean, obviously, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But I'm really focused on that right now. Aleo, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks a lot for having me, Eric. That's star golfer for Colgate, Aleo Soto. Well, we talked to the players. Now it's the coach's turn on the Colgate Raider Report podcast. Let's welcome in Keith Tyberski, a familiar face at Colgate University and a familiar guest on the Colgate Coaches Show and now on the Colgate Raider Report podcast. Coach, thanks for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Hey, thanks, Eric. I appreciate you having me. Before we talk about the actual tournament, I want to talk about the person that it is named for, Alex Lagowitz. I had the distinct pleasure of meeting him a couple times. What an individual, Coach. Alex Lagowitz was, uh, simply put, uh, one of the most special human beings that I've ever had the privilege of knowing, let alone coaching, mentoring, guiding, and, and also learning from during his time here at Colgate. He was a part of my first recruiting class, you know, really, really made tremendous strides both on and off the course during his time here at Colgate. He left Colgate uh, as one of the, you know, one of the best ambassadors of our program and our university that we've ever had. His senior year, he was he won the Mitchell Award, which is awarded to the senior student athlete with the highest cumulative grade point average. Uh, he was just a, a treat to be around. He was a pleasure to coach, and uh, obviously we miss him miss him deeply. And to do everything that we can to honor his memory by renaming our home invitational uh, in his memory is something that, you know, our, our guys really take to heart and they, and they recognize that this isn't, you know, a, a name they're not familiar with. This is somebody that uh, was an integral part of this program. And uh, really, it's been a challenge in, in you know, dealing with, with the, the loss of Alex and the time since he's left, but being able to put his name on a, such a prestigious event that we're able to host is a real treat. Thanks for that, coach. And how is the course looking for this weekend? How is it looking, coach? The golf course is in fantastic shape. John McConville and his staff have been uh, working really diligently all year long to kind of uh, accommodate some of the, the tough breaks in the weather that we've had, but everything's been you know well thought out and the game plan's been executed. We just held uh, qualifying this past weekend and the course really started to firm up and uh, the greens really, really picked up in pace. And so uh, we look forward to uh, welcoming a bunch of strong institutions here to treat them to the enjoyable experience that Seven Oaks is. And preview this tournament, Coach. Tell us about some of the strong institutions institutions are coming into Hamilton, New York this weekend to take on your squad. This is easily the the strongest field that we've we've ever seen. Some of the stronger teams uh, that have been kind of the the bigger buzzsaws in college golf in the Northeast in recent year would be uh, the University of Connecticut. Yale will be coming for the first time. They just missed an at-large bid to the NCAA Regional last year. We also have uh, Seton Hall coming out of the Big East and a couple other of, uh, you know, Atlantic 10 schools. And then also from the Patriot League, Army West Point will be coming. They just, you know, won the Patriot League championship uh, at Seven Oaks this past April, uh, and then also joined by other league foes uh, such as Bucknell, Lehigh, and Lafayette. Is it tough starting the season right off the bat at your home course? Would you rather it be a little later on, or do you like that starting it off right at home? I couldn't think of a better way to start off. Uh, you know, having the opportunity to play our home course uh, right off the get-go. Um, you know, they don't, there's not as much adapting that takes place. Even the first years, you know, have been playing the golf course. It's familiar to them as they embark on this you know, their new career in college golf. They're, you know, trying to figure out what's consistent and, you know, what's what's a, a changing variable. And to be able to start on a golf course that they don't have to kind of relearn or adapt to is really easy. And, and it also provides 
everybody the opportunity to play uh, in a tournament right off the get-go. So there's no line drawn while we have to designate who's going to represent our official roster and who's going to play, you know, for their own accolade uh, to be able to, you know, not only play a familiar course, but also, you know, have everybody, you know, get some reps in right away is uh, I couldn't think of a better way to start the season. So you alluded to a coach, but I know different tournaments have different formats. So just elaborate on that. What is the format of this tournament, coach? Yeah, so it is a 54-hole stroke play event. Each team will have five players play each round, and from each round they will count below four scores. So their team total for each day will be out of four counting scores. And then we just play 36 on Saturday um, and then uh, repair uh, you know, based on the Saturday result and finish the last 18 on Sunday. In some cases, uh, if the, the numbers work out, some teams are able to bring individual competitors, but they cannot be substituted in nor have their score count towards the team in any way, but it still provides them uh, an opportunity to uh, you know play in the tournament. I'm looking at the schedule, Coach, and a lot of familiar tournaments on there, but how did the Ron Moore Invitational come about in Highlands Ranch, Colorado? As we you know look to put together a a challenging schedule every year you know certainly we want to you know face off against you know familiar foes that we're used to competing against and you know seeing seeing that competition but trying to do everything that we can to you know give us that national exposure so that you know our, our goal every year is to win the Patriot League championship and by doing so we'll get a bid to the regional and you know the more we can expose ourselves to that outside competition and kind of spread the Colgate name it's going to you know prepare us for that regional ahead of that opportunity and then also uh, furthermore from a travel standpoint you know it gives the guys a, a new experience we get to go somewhere different something else that they can they can share with one another and then also you know sometimes uh you'd you'd be surprised at the number of recruiting contacts that you can make just from you know your your name being there in a different location somebody following it and so it just kind of spreads the brand uh furthermore across the country and uh, my goals for for our program remain high and uh the guys we have now have done a great job of doing that and uh taking trips like the one we are to uh to denver uh will expose us to some new competitions some deeper competition and uh it'll also give us uh you know a new experience along the way i'm sure the podcast listeners have heard of Ryan Skay and Aleo Soto before they listened to the interview just moments ago, Coach. But tell us overall about your team. Tell us a little bit about the uh, 2019 team that you're going to put on the golf course. This year we'll have four seniors, three juniors, one sophomore and three first years. Uh, our senior class, top to bottom, have been just uh, what I would consider ideal representatives of, of Colgate University, Colgate Athletics, and Colgate Golf. Ryan Skay, Alejo Soto, Andrew Huber, and Quinn McGinley. Uh, from the minute each of the four of them has arrived on campus, they've had an immediate impact. And throughout their entire time here at Colgate, it's really just been a, a privilege to be with them. They've really just embodied everything that you know we want. We want to stand for from a team standpoint. Uh, the, the junior class. Class. Um, Connor Scannell is one of our, our low scoring averages last year. He's uh, he's he's come back and has put up a few good rounds thus far this year. So I know he's uh, he's going to remain hungry and, and look forward to being a constant contributor. And then you know the underclassmen as well. You know with our first year sophomores, they really have this opportunity to come in and you know not only take great mentorship from a great senior class, but also you know show that they're here and ready and, and able to contribute. And when we're able to raise the bar top to bottom as a team. That's when uh, that's when we keep getting better. Could this be the most talented team you've ever had, Coach? Or that's a little bit of an outlander statement on my part. On 
paper, that statement would be correct. If uh, if if we could have this conversation in uh, in a couple weeks after they've all uh, kind of settled down and had a couple of uh, you know a busy stretch of you know academic work and then uh, maybe maybe Mother Nature not cooperating, then it might be a little different. But easily with the prowess that each team member possesses, with just like the the knowledge of the game and the sport and the potential that they have, they 100%. If not the most talented, uh, certainly one of the you know most talented teams we've ever had. Coach, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for being on the show. I can't say thank you enough, Coach. Best of luck this weekend at the Elks Lagwitz Memorial. Thanks, Eric. I appreciate you having me. Once again, that's Colgate Golf Coach Keith Tyberski, and thanks for listening to the Colgate Raider Report podcast. Until next time, be proud to wear the maroon and white of your Colgate Raiders.